Hello and welcome to Hot Girls Code, a podcast all about the tech industry, software development, and being a woman in tech. I'm your host, Lola. And I'm your host, Orti. Today's episode is one that people have been asking for for a while, so we thought it was about time we did it. We are going to be talking through five reasons we love working in tech and why you listening should come join us and become a tech girly too. If you're new to Hot Girls Code, we'll, do, we'll give you a wee introduction. Auti and I have both been working in the tech industry for a few years now. So Auti has been a developer for almost four years and I worked as a developer for about a year and a bit, then switched over to a delivery lead role for a year and a bit, and now I'm all the way back being a developer. So we've both got a decent amount of combined experience in the industry and across quite a few different types of roles. And we also have a lot of friends and acquaintances in the tech industry who have been around for years and years longer than us. So our opinions aren't just coming from our own experiences, but also from what we've seen and heard around us. But before we get into it, we of course need to set up some good vibes and share some gratitude. So Lola, what are you grateful for today? This was, I was thinking like, okay, what am I feeling grateful for this week? And I was thinking of all the classic things, you know, like chocolate, like cuddles from my boyfriend, but no, what thing I'm really grateful for this week is the cat that we're looking after. So her name is Mel Gwyn and she's this gorgeous little black and white tuxedo cat. And she is just the snuggliest, cutest little thing. Like at night when we're going to bed, she'll come up and she'll just like perch herself like right on my shoulder right beside my head and we know that she's there because she has the loudest purr ever like it's so loud it literally will wake us up in the middle of the night and I personally love it because I'm like oh I feel so loved and I feel so special like this cat has chosen me but today my boyfriend was like oh like do you mind if we have Malguin out of the room tonight like I need at least one good night's sleep where I'm not like interrupted so Maybe not tonight, but <laughs> that is definitely the thing I'm grateful for this week. Why doesn't he just go to sleep um, in like the living room or something? Like that's so rude to kick the cat out. Maybe I should get him a cat bed that he can sleep in and then me and the cat can take the bed. Or just like be like, oh, I got you some earplugs, problem solved. <laughs> oh my gosh, I like this idea. And what are you grateful for this week, Autie? So I am grateful for this guy on TikTok that talks about his bees. His name is, I think, Bowser or Bowser on TikTok. And basically he has like a bunch of beehives and stuff and he shows you all his different hives and stuff. And a while ago he had one of his hives had decided their queen bee wasn't strong enough. So they killed the queen bee. So he was introducing a new queen bee and it was a whole ordeal because she like wasn't laying eggs in like a strong pattern. So he's like, oh, looks like I think she's going to get overthrown. And then sure enough, he found like these like the worker bees can start queen cells where they're like trying to like nurture new queen bees and then he was like well I can't disturb them so in a few days I'll let you guys know if like these queen bees hatched and killed their mother and one of them killed the other and took over or if the mum kills and I was so invested like literally every day I would like tell my friends and I tell anyone I see I'd be like guys have you heard about this bee drama like I really want to know more about these bees and I finally saw the update and just in case anyone was wondering the queen bee discovered that they were trying to grow new like 
queen bees and killed them. And she got a lot better at her egg laying pattern. So now the hive has accepted her. But it's just been so nice. I love learning about the bees. I'm so invested. I learn all these fun facts and I just like well, talk to someone. I'll be like, oh, do you know what I learned about bees recently? And I'll just tell them. And they'll be like, why? Why did you learn this about bees? And I'm like, because of the bee guy on TikTok. So I'm just grateful for him. He's brought a lot of like joy and an interest in my life. And I've learned a lot about bees. I feel like they should make a TV show out of this. Like, I'd love to see, you know, like the queen bee realizes that people are plotting to overtake her and then she kills like all of her potential rivals. It's so dramatic. Well, now that we all know a little bit more about bees and we've got those good gratitude vibes going, let's dive into today's episode. So we are going to be talking about five reasons why we love working in tech so that we can hopefully convince you to join us and become a hot girl girly in the tech industry. The first reason we love working in tech is a biggie and that is the money and the perks that come with working in just such like an exciting evolving industry. If you've listened to episode 25 about how to get a pay rise in tech, you'll know that overall tech pays really well. Now, we don't want to get into all the figures and everything in this episode, but if you want to get more of an idea about salary expectations and things like that, definitely check out episode 25. Today instead, we wanted to talk about a really important aspect of good pay, and that is financial freedom. So if you've never heard that term before, financial freedom is just about having enough savings, investments, and just cash on hand to live the life you want. Like, for example, in New Zealand, if you have a student loan and you move overseas, you have to pay interest on your student loan, which is definitely not ideal. And that can interfere with that, you know, financial freedom we're talking about, because it means that maybe you don't move overseas because the interest you have to pay will be massive. However, if you're on a juicy tech salary, you'll be able to pay off your student loan faster, and that can give you more of that financial freedom. Or... Maybe you don't want to move overseas. Maybe you're saving up to buy a house or Taylor Swift concert tickets because those basically are the same price, especially if you're having to fly to another country because she isn't coming to yours. Honestly, that's heartbreaking. And isn't she like not going to Canada or something either? I, I saw the Canadians were pretty mad. Yeah, I do send, as a Kiwi Swifty, I do send my sympathies to Canadian Swifties because they like didn't buy any tickets for like America because they were like oh well she's going to come to Canada surely and then now she hasn't and now they are going to have to fly a lot further to see her although she did just announce more American dates so maybe they'll go to that but she's not coming to New Zealand and I'm pretty sad about that she's missing out it's a great place to be it is a great place to be but it's okay I'm flying to Sydney to see her but back to saving for very important goals like a house or like me saving up to go to the errors tour once you've been in tech for a couple of years, you're usually earning enough money that you're able to put away those savings while still having a decent quality of life. We all know that classic quote, money can't buy happiness, and we don't want you to go into tech if that's just going to make you totally miserable. But if it is something you enjoy, then it's really nice to work a job where you can earn more than enough to survive and save for those exciting kind of goals. So obviously tech isn't the only well-paying industry out there, but a really cool thing about tech is that there's a lot of potential to grow your income as you move up in your career. 
Lots of other industries have salary caps that are a lot lower than tech. Yeah, so like in tech, you can just be a basic man in a hoodie and somehow within three years, beep boop beep, 100k salary. I hope you guys know the meme that I'm referencing there. If you don't, I have posted it on our Instagram, so go check that out. Seriously though, there are so many different pathways you can take in tech, and those higher level, you know, technical and management roles have a ridiculous amount of earning potential. So it's a really exciting industry to be in. But as well as money, lots of tech companies have lots of super cool perks that you get just for working there. If we're going to talk about some of the crazy perks big tech companies have, we have to talk about Google. Google is famous for its cool offices and insane work perks like free meals, on-site massage therapists, and I just found out that they have dog-friendly offices. And that specifically is such an important perk to me. Like, our office isn't dog-friendly, but I had a friend who works in marketing at another tech company, and she would send me videos of all the gorgeous puppies that would come into the office, and they'd just, like, sit by her desk, and she'd get to pat them, and I was so jealous, but I also would get no work done in that environment. Honestly, same. Like, I would get so distracted by, like, how cute they are. But also, I think my mental well-being would be a lot better. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. It's all about that balance. But moving on from dogs, another really common perk at tech companies is some sort of free food. Like where we work, we get free lunch every two weeks. And it's a great way to motivate people to actually come into the office and enjoy great food together. And as much as we love that, some companies take it even further. Like Google has a beautifully catered free breakfast, lunch and dinner every day. They have a commercial kitchen and chefs on site to cook for their workers. How cool is that? I've actually eaten at the Google offices in Sydney, thanks to friends of mine that work there. And I can confirm their food is so delicious. They have so many different options that they literally have different areas with different buffets of different cuisines and they rotate them out so that you don't get tired of the food and stuff. And I'm just like... Do you realize that you are living everyone's dream? Like, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> but it's not just hot meals. Lots of tech companies have a bunch of different perks, like snack stations, wellness rooms, where you can just chill out and take a breather or meditate if that's what you're into, and sometimes even gyms in the offices. Yeah, I've actually heard of a few tech companies around the world that have gyms in the office, and one of my friend's work has a gym and they also have free classes you can sign up for at their on-site gym. Like, how cool and ideal is that? I feel like that would be so motivating as well. Like, I would actually go to the gym if it was just, like, downstairs from work. And, like, maybe you and your team are like, guys, let's go do team bonding and go to the gym. <laughs> oh, that'd be so cute. Do a Zumba class together. <laughs> But that's enough about money and perks, as we know that that's not everything. And there are loads of other reasons why we think tech is a great place to be. The second reason that we want to talk to you guys today about why we love working in tech is because there are always new things to learn. Like, like literally always. The cool thing about tech is that frameworks, languages, and entire design patterns are constantly evolving. And that means there's always cool new stuff to learn about. As someone who just gets bored super easily, this is one of my favorite things about tech. 
when I was younger and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do when I was older, I would always get really like terrified of the idea of doing the same thing over and over again every day. I was like, how can someone spend like 50 years of their life doing the same thing? And I really love learning and doing deep dives on things. And when I was introduced to software development, I realized that I could have a job where part of my job was actually to constantly learn new stuff that affects my everyday life. And I get to just, you know, try it out on my laptop and stuff. And I was like, wow, that's really fun and sounds really interesting. Yeah, totally. Like even recently with AI and how the release of ChatGPT just made AI become like the new it girl, the new queen bee, if you will. That's a whole area that you can dive into and learn about and grow your skills and your understanding if that's what you're interested in. Basically, if you love to learn, then tech is a great place to be because there's always something new to learn. So much so that it can be intimidating sometimes, but it's still a perk. And if that does sound intimidating, guess what? A great thing about tech is you get really good at learning how to learn quickly. And honestly, that's such a useful skill to have just in life as well as work. Speaking of learning new things, if in your learning journey you come across something super interesting that you really want to specialize in, you can totally go down a career pathway that lets you specialize in that. Like, if you think AI is interesting, you can specialize in that. If you think maths and coding is fun, you could do cryptography. But if you hate maths, you can do all kinds of coding that doesn't involve maths, like web development. The cool thing is there are just so many different kinds of software out there. So there's honestly something for everyone and there are always new technologies and therefore new areas to specialize in. Another aspect to always having things to learn is discovering totally new roles that are out there or they're literally being created right now in real time. Tech opens the door to so many kinds of roles and it's great because you can start out in one role and then pivot to other roles to try them out. Like maybe you love being a developer for 10 years and then when you're ready to try something new, there's a whole bunch of other things you can do in tech that really utilize those skills that you've grown. Like when I first started as a developer, I had no idea that delivery lead was a thing. And then after a year and a half, I decided, Ooh, that sounds kind of cool. Like I like that kind of leadership aspect and it's a bit higher level. I want to try out being a delivery lead and see what that's like. But if I hadn't been in the tech industry, I would have never known that job even existed. And there's so many different aspects to tech and so many jobs you can have. Just a couple of examples are like a UX researcher, which is a person who conducts interviews with users to discover what kind of things the tech team should develop or an agile practice lead who helps make sure tech teams are being super agile. There are just so many roles we didn't know existed and there are new roles being created all the time. Yeah, and I feel like in our generation, it's pretty normal to change up your career and evolve as you grow and find varying interests. And I love that the tech industry is somewhere that can support you with that and has lots of opportunities for you to evolve. Moving on from all the cool things you can learn about in tech, and on to our third reason we think you should join us as a tech girly. You can work the way that suits you best. Since COVID, as we all know, flexible working and remote working have become super common, but it's not always the case in certain industries. Like say you wanna be a surgeon, you probably can't work remotely. But in tech, more and more companies treat remote and flexible work hours 
is pretty much the norm, and the way the tech industry works is really supportive of both these things. Something that you'll hear often about tech companies is that they have a flexible working culture. This often means you can work whatever hours suit you best as long as there is some crossover, and you can work from home whenever you want. And let me tell you, this is a game changer because it means you can slot in some life admin into your work week. I always work from home on Mondays and this is like my putting away laundry day or if it's my turn to clean the kitchen, I'll do this during that time that I would have normally done my morning commute. And it's so nice to be able to do this stuff on a Monday because it means I get to spend more of my weekend just relaxing and doing fun stuff and then I can leave the chores for my work from home Monday. Yeah, I haven't been into the office on a Monday in, I, I don't even know, probably years at this point. <laughs> like work from home Monday is honestly just, yeah, total game changer. And it means that all that life admin stuff can happen kind of between meetings. It's also great for things like life admin. If you need to go to the doctor or a dentist or just any appointment, you can book it during the workday, obviously around meetings and everything. And if you work from home, you can just pop out to your appointment. Let your team know though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this definitely depends on your company's culture, but most people I know that work tech jobs are in a similar position where, as Lola said, as long as they communicate it with their team and they work around the important meetings, it's something that's just totally fine to do. I do have a hot goal tip for you though. I do not recommend booking in a therapy session in the middle of your workday. One time I had one from like 10 till 11 and then I had to go back to work after learning some very deep and mind-blowing things about myself and it was it was definitely a struggle so don't do that. Yeah I used to book therapy over lunch times and I quickly learned that wasn't the way to go. You gotta schedule it for 4 p.m. That's my advice. And also another thing our co-workers that have kids love is they can work from home, you know, pop out, drop their kids off to school and it's super chill. Or I know some people who will start their work day, do a bunch of work and then pause when it comes time to pick up their kids from daycare or whatever. And then they spend, you know, the afternoon, a bit of the evening with their kids. And when they go to bed in the evening, that is when they finish up their work day. And it helps them really just to balance everything, you know, be present when they want to be present and work when they want to work. But the flexibility isn't just useful for parents. Like if you're a night owl or an early riser, really can't relate to the early risers. But if you are someone that's productive early in the morning, then maybe you could start your day early and then finish at 3 p.m. Or if you prefer having a sleep in like me, you can start work at 9.30 and finish up later. Because of the way software development is often a mix of meetings and solo coding time, you can often slot this focused coding time into whatever time suits you best. And let's be honest, that might be out of standard work hours. So I am one of those crazy early risers and I actually focus a lot better by morning. And by like 2, 3 p.m., my brain turns to mush and I cannot like function. And it'll be great because sometimes if I'm working from home, I'll start my workday at like 7.30 in the morning and then I'll get to like my first meeting and I'll be like, whoa, I have done just so much stuff and I've been so productive. And then it gets to like 3 or 4 p.m. and I'm like, okay, bye losers, I'm done now. See, that sounds so ideal for me. Like if morning me could just understand how beneficial that is, but morning me is just constantly wanting that extra like 20 minutes of sleep, so it just never happens. But that's enough about the flexible work hours. We also wanna talk about flexibility with where you work. 
I swear more and more I am hearing about companies that allow people to work remotely, whether that means being able to work remotely some of the time or just fully being remote full time. Yeah, and the cool thing is a lot of developer work and technical work can be done really easily in a remote setting. Special shout out to COVID for really forcing that on people. But this does mean there are a lot of remote software jobs out there if that's what floats your boat. Remote working is great because it means you aren't tied to living where your job is. Like, hypothetically, if I wanted to get a nice lifestyle block in the middle of nowhere, I could with my job. So I'm going to interpret this as Autie wants to become a farmer? No, not a farmer, just... <gasps> bee, a bee person. What's a bee person called? A beekeeper? It has a special name. Oh no, there's a name. I just can't remember it. It's like a a apiatry or something? Apiarist. 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 Bee lady. Autie's going to become the bee lady. <laughs> but that's enough about bees yet again. So another cool thing about having the option to work remotely is that some companies allow you to work from overseas. Even if it's just for, you know, a month or two, you can still travel overseas while working remotely, which I think is pretty cool. Like, I swear I will never have enough annual leave to be able to visit all the places I want to go on holiday. So I really love the idea that you can just, you know, go for a nice long trip, just go to Europe for a couple months without having to use up all your annual leave because you can just work remotely. One of the trickiest things to manage with working and traveling is dealing with different time zones. But in roles like a developer, where you have a good amount of time spent working independently, the time zone differences aren't as huge a deal as long as you have a small amount of crossover time. Yeah, and one of the coolest things with remote working that I swear I've been seeing everywhere, like all over Instagram and TikTok, is digital nomads. Now, these are people who basically just travel the world or travel around a country while working remotely for a company. I know someone who's a remote job and he traveled around New Zealand, where we're from, in a van for like six months. And during that time, he just kept working his normal tech job. He did say though, that there were days where it was tough to get good enough internet connection and those were pretty stressful. But like, as long as you have access to stable internet, then you're golden, you're good to go. And what I think is super cool is a lot of countries are starting to notice that remote work is popular and they're introducing these things called digital nomad visas. So these are special visas that people can apply for and they allow you to stay in a country for a certain period of time and work remotely for a company overseas. And they can let you stay for anything between like six months to even two years, depending on the type of a visa the country offers. If that interests you, just a little heads up, these are some of the countries offering these kind of visas. We've got Greece, Croatia, Iceland, Barbados, Mexico, Brazil, and honestly, there's probably tons more out there if you have a wee Google. But a big caveat with these visas is they often require a lot of savings and a high income. But hey, a great thing about working in tech is you probably will have a higher salary and probably a decent amount of savings unless you spent it all on Taylor Swift tickets. <laughs> so the fourth reason we love working in tech that we wanna talk about today is the fact that tech is everywhere and it's only going to become a bigger and bigger part of our lives. Although that is unless we have like an apocalypse and all the tech gets destroyed and then we need to restart humanity. But if that doesn't happen, cause let's say hopefully that's unlikely, Tech is here to stay, and new tech things are only going to continue to be developed. 
You know, I just think about 20 years ago when hardly anyone had smartphones. I don't even know if they existed 20 years ago, really. But nowadays, I don't even know how I would get home without my phone. Like, what bus am I meant to get on? What time? Where does Google Maps tell me where to go? Well, working in tech means you get to be exposed to all of the cool new tech things as they're happening. Yeah, like imagine working at a tech company when the internet got big. Like that would have been insane. Yeah, that would have been crazy. A lot of tech companies will have, you know, their finger on the pulse with new tech and be able to incorporate it early. Like, for example, if your company has data scientists and there's this crazy cool new data science model, there are people you can learn from and actually get these new technologies into your product. You also get familiar with like all the jargon that flies around and you're able to understand what is actually going on when you see those clickbaity TikToks or articles going to, you know, that try to scare you about tech. And also, bonus, when finance bros on TikTok are like, you should invest in this AI company and then they give you zero research and zero data to back up what they're saying, you, with all your technical skills, can go and do a deep dive on your own and then you know whether or not to invest. Oh God, I'm so glad that I'm not on that like finance bro side of TikTok. Like the videos I get are like, what leaving a cult is like. So uh, fun fact, I can't go into too much detail because it's not my story to tell, but I actually had to help a couple of people very close to me in my life legitimately leave a cult. And this happened because they tried to recruit me to their cult. And I was like, this sounds like a cult. And they were like, no, no. And like literally I spent, I think it took me like three years to fully get these people out of the cult. Was it a cult or an MLM? Because they sound quite similar. Uh, they, MLMs are cults, uh, but no, because they weren't actually trying to like, it was kind of an MLM, but it was more like a cult because they did stuff like, they had like shared language and like the people that I'm talking about, their behavior did like very much shift very fast. And like, I'm really into cults, which is why I like could see the signs. And when the, I was like, yeah, the fact you're like using like this weird language that puts this communication barrier between us, that's a cult thing. The fact that you like believe this and believe that and have to do this and that, it, it was very culty. That's so freaky. And just like the way people are so indoctrinated. And it can really just happen to anyone. But enough about cults. <laughs> and back to how knowing about tech because you work in it is very helpful. There's this big investment guy called Warren Buffett. If you haven't heard of him, definitely Google him. But basically, he's very, very successful in the investing world. And he has this piece of advice that like a bunch of people always like refer to. And he says that he never invests in anything he doesn't understand. And I mean, that makes sense. You're more likely to make a bad investment if you aren't able to process the information about the company and its technology. And the cool thing about tech is that you can understand more things related to tech and then can more comfortably invest in those things. So yeah, it's not just the good pay that's going to make you rich in tech. I remember like when I first joined tech and I started like using all these cool technologies and then I recognized like some of the, the shares and the stocks and I was like, oh, we use that at work. And it was a really cool moment because I was like, oh, I actually see the value of that. 
But yeah, also my partner works at like a software crypto company and I remember him telling me all about NFTs and the blockchain before it really hit the mainstream. So I know a lot of people at the company he works at made a lot of money because they actually understood the tech behind what was happening and they knew what to invest in. But I didn't follow Warren Buffett's advice and I invested in some of the crypto coins my boyfriend recommended and that's not going so well for me so yeah <laughs> yeah it can definitely be a hit or miss but hey you got you get more exposed to stuff working in tech and ultimately being in the tech industry means that you get to understand the virtual world we live in and interact with every day just a little bit more the fifth and final reason we want to share with you today about why we love working in tech and why you should join us as a tech girly is one of the most important ones. And that is that we are able to shape the tech landscape and hopefully provide more equitable products and services out there in the ever-changing world of technology. As we said earlier, tech is becoming more and more integrated with our daily lives. And being women in tech means we are here to advocate for the needs of women and make sure these are actually being built into this tech evolution. Like, how cool is that? We get to literally help shape the virtual world we live in. Yeah, it's so exciting and it's so cool. And I love that we get to be in an industry where you can change things literally by being yourself and bring your own experiences and perspectives to the problem. So all the way back in episode two, I'm, you know, way, way back, we talked about a book called Invisible Women by Caroline Criado Perez. And in this book, Caroline writes about so many situations where the exclusion of women has led to some pretty crappy solutions. And if you haven't listened to that episode and you're like, well, why did that happen? It's because when engineers are solving problems and making solutions for problems that a range of people are affected by, it's a lot harder to design and implement inclusive solutions when you don't actually have that diverse representation in the room with you while you make the solution. Like speech recognition software. This is often trained on recordings of male voices. So Google's version of this speech recognition software is 70% more likely to understand men than women. But if we can be women in tech and help be part of the decision-making process, like, oh hey, maybe use some female voices in the training data. Crazy idea, right? then we can help shape tech to be a better place for all of us. There's this fantastic quote in Invisible Woman, which goes, bytes may be neutral, but programmers are often wittingly or unwittingly biased. And this is a thing known as coded bias. And back in episode two, we definitely talked about it in great depth. So definitely recommend checking that out if you haven't already. But basically, since computer programs are written by humans and trained off of human data sets with biases in them, the computers essentially learn to have that bias. And obviously, we don't want these kind of things to keep happening. So it's super important to have diverse engineers in a room to help, you know, catch all of these things earlier and make things better for everyone. If we can improve the diversity of the programmers writing the code, the solutions are probably going to be less biased and better for everyone. 
And it's not just coded bias that's the problem. My personal favorite is when men are like, oh, so we're designing this for women? Well, let's make it pink, and then bam, it's ready to go. Like, yes, I do love pink things, and I appreciate that they make them pink. But also, could you please maybe dig into the problem? Oh my god, it's like those like pink toolkits they sell. Like, imagine if they made the pink toolkit, but they just made it the exact same as the men's, but in pink. And imagine if, like, the hammer or something was too heavy or, like, not the right size. They've just made it pink, so they've kind of just fixed, like, the visual aspect of it to try and make it appeal to women. But maybe they need to take more things into consideration, like the size of a hand or, like, the way people grip if you have fake nails on. Like, who knows? This is why you need that actual representation in the room with you. You can't just assume that women have the same needs as men or behave the same way and you need to design for the actual person who's going to use the product. It's also important that as more and more problems are being solved by technology, we make sure we're solving problems for all types of people, not just one kind of person. Think of any niche apps that you use that help you solve a problem specific to a minority group that you're a part of, like even something as simple as a period tracking app. If you don't have people that have periods in the room helping design and build those, then there might be compromises and changes that are made that might actually take away really useful features that maybe people without periods don't realize are actually pretty important. That's just one example, but there are so many others out there. Tech touches so much of our lives, and we love that working in tech means we are able to shape the tech industry and change it by literally being ourselves. And on that inspiring note, that brings us to the end of our episode. Today, we spoke about five reasons why we love working in the tech industry and why you should join us and become a hot girl in tech. Not in a culty way though, just to be clear, we aren't, we, we've talked about cults a lot today. We don't want you to join our cult. It's just like, you know, an organization that's healthy that you can leave at any time. The five reasons we talked about today were money and perks, always having things to learn, being able to work the way that suits you, understanding how tech is changing the world around us, and finally, being able to make sure women are represented in those technical advancements that are changing the world. Honestly, there are so many good reasons, and this episode is going to be a long one because we could just talk for hours about why we love working in tech. But I feel like everyone has at least one thing on this list that they can relate to, if not all of them. Our next episode is one that we've had people asking about, and that is technical interviews. We'll be talking about the different kinds of technical interviews out there, as well as sharing a bunch of hot girl tips about how to absolutely kill it at your next technical interview. If you enjoyed this episode, we would really appreciate it if you could share it with your friends or on social media to help us spread the word and get Hot Girls Code to more wonderful women. Feel free to also leave a rating and subscribe to Hot Girls Code wherever you get your podcasts. If you need more of us in our lives because the podcast alone isn't enough, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and we've recently just joined Threads. This is recorded a few weeks in advance, but like we got it on the day it came out. So you can find us across all our socials at hot underscore girls underscore code. So make sure you follow along to keep up to date with the podcast and learn more about the tech industry. 
software development and being a woman in tech. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.